You're listening to the Real Estate Runway Podcast, powered by Quattro Capital, where we are all about alternative business and investment strategies to help you amplify life and maximize wealth. Here's your host, the recovering engineer turned multifamily investor, Chad Sutton. All right, folks, we're going to have my friend Curtis May on today with Practical Wealth Solutions. And what we're going to focus on today is this guy is a financial advisor of sorts, but not in the way you would expect, not selling traditional products and, hey, save for a nest egg. He totally supports what it is we are doing here in the alternative real estate investment space, building cash flow and wealth and velocity of money. But he's got five principles, including velocity at the end, where you get your house right, you get your savings figured out, you get your insurance world figured out, where you protect your assets and protect yourself, and you start to systematically generate excess cash flow to invest. And then and only then, once you get all that figured out, do you go invest? So I'm excited to present Curtis May to you. You're going to love this firecracker of a conversation. And before we do, if you get any value out of the show, please leave us that five-star review and thoughtful comment. It's the only way to have, to get this show to reach more people just like you and provide that same value. So thank you for that in advance. We're also on YouTube now. So like us over at Real Estate Runway Podcast on YouTube and subscribe there. We're even on TikTok. We are so hip. We're on TikTok at Real Estate Runway Podcast as well. And I think we, after a couple of weeks, have a thousand followers or something. So that's pretty cool. But anyway, if you want to be on the show, hit us at thequatroway.com slash podcast. If you want to email us, give us a topic, a request, or just say hello. Love to hear from you. Podcast at thequatroway.com or just leave it in the comments. We read every single one of those. My team, every single one of us, and Quattro Capital itself is on all the major socials, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, you name it, at Team Quattro Capital, one word, no special characters, or by any one of the managing partners' names that you can find at thequatroway.com. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. See you there. All right, all right, all right, Real Estate Runway family. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Runway podcast. I'm joined today with Curtis May, president of Practical Wealth Solutions and host of the Practical Wealth Show podcast. Curtis, welcome to the show today. This one's been a long time in the making. Great to see you. How are you, my friend? I am doing great, Chad. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So Look, one of the things your practice really focuses on is how to properly plan for the growth of your wealth. And it starts with planning before we get anywhere else. Before we get into some of these topics, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into the industry? What got you to the place you are today of really wanting to help people grow their wealth? And then let's get into some of these things like principles-based planning and things of that sort. So first, tell me about you. So I'm a... Uh... Married, father, three daughters. Okay. Well, matter of fact, this year is our 25th wedding anniversary. My wife's is a uh, lovely wife, Erica, which she's an attorney. So we're both self-employed. And I actually started in the financial industry, I hate to say it, in 1985. Okay. I got my insurance license. I was in college. I realized the NBA was not looking for 5'11 shooting guards with a mediocre handle. And I was barely on the bench at this Division II school. I was like, okay, I need a new dream. And somebody showed me a check for $400. This one made for hours worth of work. And it was like a part-time MLM meets insurance thing. But I got the bug. I said, if you want to work with money, if you want to make money, if you can work in the money industry, some of it's got to spill on you. So that was my thought process. And I was really into learning. So I'm like a nerd. I was a cool nerd. I was like a jock slash nerd, classic nerd. Yeah. And so I really got into money a couple of years later. I got my, what they call securities licenses. I was a registered rep. And for the next 12 years, I was a typical 
buy and hold, buy term investor difference, max out your 401k, mutual funds, order end all, be all, greatest instant sliced bread. And then I read a little purple book in 1999, 2000 called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And then that kind of rocked my world because what he was saying and what I was teaching was different. And in my mind, better. And then I started me on the, being the nerd that I am on a different path and reading different stuff. And I, it was funny. I didn't know what to do with all this stuff. It took me a minute to sort it out to doing what I do today. But that's what started me because I, I what I realized is typical planning doesn't work, right? It's based on accumulation. It's based on, it, it shows stuff as like a fixed number, but the market goes up and down. It shows the dollar as a fixed unit, but the value of the dollar is dropping. But so many moving parts there that when you break it apart, it's a flawed concept. And uh, so I get mad about that because I was being taught a different way. And the more research I got, the more I found it was complete BS and I got pissed off. <laughs> so now I'm the angry principle-based planner because I'm angry. <laughs> and I discovered what I what we'll talk about now. And so now I'm known as the wealth outside of Wall Street guy. I love that. You're so right. It's I hate getting into conspiracy theories. No, I don't. You guys hear me talk about them all the time. But it, we'll the system great, that we're all being show, yeah, <laughs> the system you're, that you guys are looking at, it, it's flawed. And so you have to figure out a better way. And the devil's in the details and the salvation's in the numbers. So let's get into the meat of the show here, Curtis. Mm -hmm. When I say to you principles-based planning or principle-based wealth planning, that's a coined term you threw at me. Let's get mm -hmm. into that a little bit. What does that mean to you and why is it important? So all successful, this is from Ray Dalio's book, all successful people operate with principles. And because that's like the rock that gives you, their principles don't change. Ten Commandments, those are principles. Have you ever read The Richest Man in Babylon, The Seven Cures for a Lean Purse? Those are principles, The Five Laws of Gold. And so what you got to do is you've got to build your house on rock where you have a philosophy about how you're going to deal with Everything, but in this case, money. So what I do is I teach financial principles. I've learned. I have no new original thoughts, just so y'all know, okay? I've learned because I study successfully tracks, as Brian Tracy would say. Principles-based planning is the objective is, is to teach people principles that help them become and remain financially free. And so financial freedom, I, mean, I would say most of your guests, this is your goal. Because the goal is not retirement. Retirement is a socialist agricultural term. Yeah, I'm going there. And that, that means to withdraw or to put out of use. Okay, just so you see how I feel about the term. And what you want is financial freedom, which is a capability, which is passive income grading than your expenses. So now that's what you want. I just got off the phone with somebody before we jumped on this call and she wanted that. I said, tell me what you're doing now. I said, you don't understand what you're doing Maxing out your 401k, throwing money into a Roth, blah, it's not getting you where you want to go. You tell me you want to be a real estate investor. Well, you can't tie all your money up in something that you can't touch for the next 25 years and tell me you want to be an active investor. So the principles are, and I'll run through them. We can break them down if you want to, are save, okay? So there's a difference between saving and investing. Everybody should be saving. Everybody don't need to invest, okay? If you don't have three, four months of your income in cash, don't talk to Curtis about investing because you don't have any, you don't have enough capital, especially for when you want to get into deals where you've got to put up some money, you have to accumulate, you have to what I call capitalize. So you got to save. So save what? I want you to save 15 to 20% of your gross income. 
Your household income is 100000 I want you saving fifteen to 20000 off the top. And let me define saving. Safe, liquid, accessible, guaranteed. So I don't mean the 401k. Okay, that's not saving. And just for the W2ers listening to this, okay? Yeah. I put 20% of my 401k. That's not saving. That money's at risk. And it's inaccessible. And it's damn sure not guaranteed. All right, so the second thing, um, it's early and I'm already hyped. You know, so the second principle is this is where people drop the ball because this is not sexy. So I want to make sure your house is built on rock. This is what I mean by principle. So the second principle, principle number one is save. Principle number two is maximum protection. So you have to play defense. So maximum protection looks at your insurance. You see, while you're blowing and going, you're trying to hit a home run and get to on top of the get out the rat race financially. What could happen to you? So you got one of three problems. You're going to live too long. You're going to die too soon. You're going to get sick and live. You could get sued. You could have a fire. So that's insurances. That's asset protection. That's life insurance. That's disability insurance. That's, you had a woman, she had a, I don't know, $3 million worth of real estate and hundred over $100,000 in cash flow. And, oh, I got LLCs. But I said, LLC is a limited liability company. And we create, like, we do like a one-page financial plan. So I show this in a chart, right? And I said, well, you see here, this blank here, you have no liability coverage. And I introduced somebody, I got her like $2 million of umbrella coverage for $800 a year. I said, your first line of defense is, let the insurance, if somebody slips and falls on one of your properties, let the insurance company protect you, right? So you have to play defense. You got to protect yourself. The third principle, sorry for long answer, is a full replacement of assets at death. So I want people to leave a legacy of wealth and wisdom to go with the wealth. And then the fourth principle is liquidity. Most people are not liquid enough. And so I want them to have an emergency slash opportunity fund to the equivalent of six to 12 months of your income in cash. Okay. Now, you know, what you are, we talked about this before the show, like I teach IBC, we're not going to go into that today, but that's where we store our cash and probably structured some in the bank, but mostly properly structured dividend paying whole life. And then the fifth principle is velocity. And velocity is just an economic principle where you're looking for to buy or build cash flowing assets so you can have passive income versus chasing capital gains. And that's what we teach. And uh, I'm the defensive coordinator. I really focus on the first four and I make them aware that principle five exists. And then I introduce them to people like you so you can show them what to do with the money I save them. So real quickly, run it down for me. List those five for me again here at the end. And All right. Principle one, save. Principle two, maximum protection. Principle three, legacy. Full replacement of assets at death, guaranteed. Principle four is liquidity. Six to 12 months of your income, cash equivalent. And five is velocity of money, where your emphasis is cash flow and becoming fancy free. So listen to those five, folks. That is like on a bumper sticker, the five principles of, of accumulating security, accumulating wealth, and then growing the wealth, right? Everyone wants to jump straight to growing your wealth. And the thing I, yeah, there's a lot of good podcasts, real estate, runway, right? a lot of good podcasts out there mm -hmm. talking mm -hmm. about, Hey, let's go grow your money. Let's go grow your money. But look, if you haven't built, if you built your house on sand and you're trying yes. to invest right and left, if you get washed away, you're stuck because the stuff you, where you get velocity, it's usually illiquid for a while. You can't get to it. And like you said, we're built on a flawed system. The world tells you to invest in your retirement. I love what you said. You said, Retirement is a socialistic term, and we don't have to get into the politics of it, but think about it. I'm an engineer by trade. When we retired a piece of equipment, think about what happened to it. If I retire a car 
from service. It doesn't go sit on a beach sipping a freaking Mai Tai or oil 10W30, whatever it is. It goes to the junkyard to die, right? right? It literally goes to the graveyard. If you want to retire, think about it in your mind, like what happens to most people when they retire? They, a lot of them they die. die. They, a lot right. of them die. You, know, you have to be actively involved in something. Now, I know what you mean, but you got to have the right thing. Like you say retirement. And so if I let them use that term, I said, you mean you want to be able to do what you want to do instead of what you have to? Yes. Okay. Then, okay, let's talk about that. Okay, but retirement is a curse word. Well, and that con that concept is simply stop trading your time for money. Because mm -hmm. people think mm -hmm. retire means stop working. What if you got to where your work was growing your velocity of money? That's where I live now. My, my right. work is my velocity of money. And right. so what if you get to the point to where, and I'm not to this point yet, but mm -hmm. what if by the time I'm 40, I am only spending two hours a day or two hours a week or four hours a week, pick your number, on right growing my wealth. And the rest of the time, wow, all of a sudden, if that's four hours a week, I've got 36 hours a week of that work week to go play golf, to go shoot rifles, to go visit. That's what the concept of retirement. Yeah, no, to nobody do mission can, work, to do yeah. whatever, to be with your kids and be present, like not thinking about, right. you're at the beach, but you're thinking about, I got to close this sale. I got to do this and that. I got to because you're still mentally there and see, so what you want to be able to do is you need to be present. So when you're there, when you're working and uh, you don't have this low level, so a lot of entrepreneurs have this low level stress. If you're not making it happen, there's no money coming in. And so, cause one of the things like, even with it, you're in business, you need to build something outside of the business that you can retire from the business. If you shut the business down, you're still supposed to be financially free. And so whether you, you have building yourself another job, event or not, that. yeah. <laughs> And see, so a lot of people, they're waiting for this big liquidity event to have all this money. I want you to build it now. Dan Sullivan says that you can't double your income until you double your time off, right? Yeah. And so you got to have, I think he's got a book called a self, what is it called? A self-managing company. You want to build a business that works. So now if you've got good cash flow, now you can invest in all these cool things Chad is talking about. And now you're in the velocity, right? So it's cash, asset, cash, asset, cash is the flow as opposed to make more money, buy a bigger house, buy a bigger car. And now you're working for the bank. You just, you have to control yourself, right? And then focus on, hey, I want to become financially free. That's got to be burning a hole in your gut. And it's not for money, it's the freedom. Because what does Dan say? It's, it's two types of freedom, freedom from and freedom to. And that's, we want freedom too, <laughs> or the four freedoms you talked about. Yeah. We, I don't know if these are exactly Dan Sullivan. We at Quattro talk about the five freedoms, right? And mm -hmm. one of them is first you get your financial freedom mm -hmm. and that leads to your time freedom. That then leads to geographical freedom. You can go the places you want to go. Maybe you can go spend a month in Zurich if you want to, if you all of a sudden have the time and financial freedom to do. And then you get into freedom of relationship and freedom of purpose. So that's how we look at it. I I'm like sure that one. <laughs> I'm sure they're a little bit different, but when you work a job all the time, you're around who's around the water cooler, right? You're around who right. you're told to be around. <laughs> anyway, we'll get off this. You see, the principles make sure you don't slide backwards. Like you said, you got to build your house on rock, not on sand. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Agora's Investment Management Solution. Are you a GP or syndicator still using spreadsheets or an outdated investment management platform? Advance to Agora, the next step in investment management evolution. Agora's customers raise capital 40% faster and reduce operational expenses by 25%. With Agora, you can collect commitments faster, raise more capital by creating beautifully designed data rooms, public brochures, and automated subscription flows. 
Manage all your investor relationships efficiently with the most advanced investor CRM on the market. Delight your investors with a beautifully designed investor portal, which is fully customized to fit your brand and integrate seamlessly into your website. Distribute payments in a click directly from the platform and automatically generate and send all the reports and statements your investors need. Agora is suited for all types and all sizes of GPs or syndicators, starting with an affordable $5.99 a month subscription plan. Click the link in the description to book a live demo and learn what Agora can do for your business. Agora, better investment management. And so let's get into those a little bit. So let's walk them backwards. We're not going to talk as much about velocity today because that's, we talk a lot about that on the show and I want to focus yeah. on what Curtis is doing here, which is helping you get those four pillars. I, mean, it's, I see what you did there. You got four cornerstones of your foundation before you can get to the velocity game. Let's first have a little discussion on the difference in accumulation and velocity. Yeah. Well, yeah so there's two schools of thought. We call it the accumulation theory. And so the accumulation theories, which is typical financial advice, 98, 99% of people do this. And it's buy and hold, it's dollar cost average, it's get a diversified portfolio of mutual funds, it's funding your 401k, your Roth or your IRA, it's buy term investor difference, it's get out of debt. It's If you're hearing that language is rates of return, all of that is some remnant of this what I call the accumulation theory, where you're basically in focus on investing in capital gains. You're buying low and you're hoping to sell it higher, right? All of that is speculation and it's based on the assumptions that the market always goes up. The market doesn't always go up. You know, dollar cost average is based on the market goes up. What if the market doesn't go up? You can't have a plan that only works when the sun is out, right? You got to have a plan that works no matter what. So that's the accumulation theory. But now if you break it apart, now think about this. Because typical advice is not, or the accumulation theory is not designed to make you rich, right? Because here are the four rules of the financial institutions. They want your money. They want it on a regular basis, like every time you get paid. They want to keep it as long as possible. And when do they want to give it back? Never. Or as slow as possible, if ever. And why? Because their objective is assets under management. That's where they brag it. We got $10 billion management. What does that do for you? Because they're not sending you back a check. It's not designed to cash flow. At best, you have enough money in retirement to hopefully live off the money and don't die before your money runs out. That's typical planning, okay? And so now if you look at the proponents of what I call the velocity method, and that's just breaking apart what when you study people with money, you study what institutions do. What do they focus on? They focus on just the economic principle of velocity of money. Mr. Wonderful, he wants he puts a half million dollars in your deal. He wants to know how soon am I getting my money back with friends, right? And so if you get your money back, what's your risk? Nothing, because you got all your capital back, right? Then they right. want cash flow from the deal, right? They want leverage. They want to use other people's money. And then I interviewed this great guy. His name is Barry Dyke, Pirates in Manhattan institutions, banks store as much tier one capital as regulation will allow in like permanent insurance. And I tell people, what's your tier one capital help? And so what happens, what you'll find is the, what I call the velocity method works in personal finance and it's safer. And so you just have to look at, okay, is, what are the Buffett's doing? What are, what's Chad doing? What are the, what are these people doing? And is what I'm doing going to get me out the rat race in a decade or less? And, and then you have to deconstruct what I call your personal economy 
because right now it's set up to serve everybody but you. We transfer our wealth away. Me, a transfer meaning going from your asset column to somebody else's. Okay. So we transfer our money to people that create the situations, control the outcome so that they profit because they teach you enough to play the money game, accumulation theory, but they don't teach you enough to win because if you knew what they do, you would do what they did. And that would cost the powers that be money. And here's that, how that for conspiracy theory. And so you just have to be observant because investing is not about buying something. It's more about becoming. So it's become, then do, then have. So, you know, what we teach, I'll just segue onto this, the three rules of investing, invest in what you know, or invest in knowing, or I've added that. I was talking to a friend of mine on, on the show. He says, or you invest in good partners, operators. So if you want to do syndications, then what you have to do is invest in learning how to good due diligence. And I had a, a joke, his name is Neil Bowie. He says, you want to be an active, passive investor, which I, was a great quote in terms of you don't just give somebody a hundred grand and 50 grand. And, okay, now you're back to the mutual fund people where you don't know what the hell's going on. And so invest in knowing, invest in what you can influence the outcome of, or you got good operators, you control who you give your money to, and then don't chase returns. See, most people just take returns and they're gambling because they're just hoping the market goes up. At least you want to, you can put something where you're getting a check back every month. As you get back your money, your risk goes down. So that's the two definitions. I think that you, it goes back to, you have to decide what you want to be when you grow up. You want to be, to quote Kiyosaki, you want to be rich, poor, or middle class. And there's a saying, rich can be arranged. And because uh, if you study the four or 400, you just have to look at who's on there, right? What do they do? They build businesses and they buy real estate. So their money's coming from their business and then they put it with other people to maintain it and grow it passively, but they make it in some enterprise or they're really high paid W-2 or like a, a dentist or somebody that's making a lot of money, but doesn't have time to really get into all the nitty gritty of I want to buy an apartment building, that kind of stuff. But you still have to be cognizant of where your stuff is going, I believe. And then I think you still have to build the foundation. Are you properly insured? Do you have liability protection? Are you saving money? And do you have legacy built up? Are you liquid? And then if you need to build those foundations and then have at it, right? With the accumulation, with the velocity method. Yeah, that's incredible. And so let's build that house real quick. Let's give the listeners some value here. We've talked through it anecdotally. And what Curtis just said is gold. You don't have to be an expert in everything. We're not, Quattro Capital is not experts in everything. We place money with other people too. I don't know how to run a car wash. I don't want to run a car wash. But we invest in people who know how to do that. Right. We are good at apartment building. That's what we chose to be good at. And it just so happens that we can generate wealth for other people too while we do it. That's great. We enjoy it. But yeah. we are systematically putting money in other groups too who know how to do the thing. And when you have experience you burn down your risk and you have your more assurance of return of capital. So you, when, what Curtis is saying is, look, make sure you know how to get your money back. And then we're blowing up that whole concept of the nest egg. Anyone who talks about a nest egg, just kick them in the egg, right? That, that is not because they have an egg head. That is not, <laughs> the nest egg is not what you need to be doing. You need to be building a river. And what do rivers have? They have velocity. And the more streams you can have feeding that river, the bigger the river grows. And you just go down and dip your bucket in the river and drink anytime you want to. That's what you got. I see Curtis riding down my analogy. Dude, I'm stealing that. <laughs> build a river. Oh my God. Build a awesome. river. And coming back to it, let's build that house a little bit for a second. Wonder yeah. The, 
if the last four or the first four parts of this, they start with getting your house right. What are the first couple of steps someone needs to take to look at their insurance situation, to look at their initial savings, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. look at how to get themselves liquid? Because most of us have something we're good at that makes us money. We just have to take care of our house and then yeah. we can go start taking the excess and getting velocity on it. Yeah. Besides call me. <laughs> no, dude. So, because that's what we do. I try to help people look at their stuff and you need to have a, a conversation about what you got going on and is what you're doing. Are you missing steps? You really need somebody that's trained in the discipline to look at that, to really look at that. But let me give you a tactical thing. All right. So I won't give you like a walk away oval thing. So we really get on the first thing that I think the thing that starts velocity is saving. Okay. So what we teach people to do is we create an account. This is just a checking account called a wealth capture or in our system, we call it a wealth coordination account. So let's say you're a W2 person. So this is conjunction like with profit first, but I was going to give you the first little piece of it. This is what the cash flow mapping we're talking about before is about. We have a software. I teach a version of, you know, this is what we say, tell your money where to go instead of asking where it went. So most wealth is lost by how people manage cash flow. So what I want you to do is I want you to create a wealth capture account. And I want you to see if you can save 15% of your gross income. So now if you have a job, I want you to go to HR and say, so if you make a hundred grand, that's $15,000 a year. I think that's 574 pay. Can you set up 574 a pay transferred to your wealth coordination account? So you're paying yourself first from your source of earned income. And then that money's not going to stay there, but that's where I want you to do that. I would take the profits off of your money coming in from your investments. I would flow those into the wealth coordination account. If you're getting cash flow, I would take my real estate profits. Why? Because you're going to move them back into something else and then you're going to flow it back. So what we do, because some of y'all heard about infinite banking, we teach that, but I flow that into our policies. That way you can collateralize it, still have your money working and then flow it back out into another investment. So now you've got, you can have your cake and eat it too. But the first step is saving. Like savings should be automatic and systematic. And I find a lot of people don't do that. And off their personal stuff, and I had a guy I was talking to this morning, his business did like $1.1 million. He wasn't saving anything. Paid himself 100, I don't know, 30 grand a year. It's like, where's your money going? And so now I have to get in and look at his cash flows. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. I had this or that. Okay. If you have a, I say you got $1.1 million, you got, let's say you had a million dollars. That's $83,000 a month. You can't save 1% of that. Just create a count and sweep it over because your business will eat up all the money or your household, right? There's no extra money. Okay. So your business will eat up all the money that you give it. And if you don't pay yourself first, like you got to look at, because people say, all right, if I have money after I pay my bills, if I have any money left over, I'll save it. You can't do that. You have to actually literally pay yourself first, put yourself at the head of the line. And so if you can save 15, 20%, I don't care what you do the rest of it. I don't like, but I don't think you need to budget. I think if you pay yourself first, I don't care what you do the rest of it. You live on the 80% because that 20 is your emergency fund. And that's the money that you're going to use to work, grow the income right? So that you can save more so that you can build those rivers because you have to have working capital to, to do that. So this is the thing. So if you're not like making savings intentional and automatic, if you never heard me again, if you do that, we'll be powerful for you. Yeah, that's incredible, folks. This is 
getting the house right is so incredibly difficult. And I'm going to, I'm not going to lie to you. The more money you make, the more places it finds to go. It's just, yes. a, it's just a law of it. Like the more money you have, the more people want it. And we're not immune to this as well. We constantly still have to watch our cash flow. Good Lord. Like we spent what? Right. And I love what he's saying is pay yourself first, as in get it out of your account, put it in a clearing account, a wealth coordination clearing account where, okay, that money is then going to go into your infinite banking system, which by the way, I use as well. Go mm -hmm. just Google real estate runway IBC and you'll see several episodes where we've talked about it. Mm -hmm. Curtis is able to work with you on this as well as the rest of this stuff. It's a great, it's a savings account. It's a glorified mm -hmm. savings Basically, account you can collateralize. Yeah. So just yep. leave it there. It's and a then, saving strategy. That's all it is. It's, it's all not it is. a magic money box. And uh, like people want to arbitrage, you do no, none of that stuff. It's just place to store your liquidity. Yeah. Yeah. And so I love this. And so we're going to, we're going to cut the episode here, folks. But what Curtis is talking about is get your savings right. Get yourself insured from loss. Get yourself insured for uh, collateralization. And then let's go talk, start looking at how do we get you some excess liquidity to start creating that velocity. Curtis, before we get to these quattro questions that we're going to ask you here, what is the best way to get in touch with you and your group to where, you know, these guys can have further conversations with you when they want to reach out? I'd say the best way is, and I think we have, I gave it to you for the show notes, is to go to practicalwealth.net or practicalwealthsolutions.net, take it to the same place. And somewhere on there's a button that says, well, when you actually go to the site, it'll ask you to pop up, pop up will ask you if you want to make an appointment. So you can jump on a calendar. We'll, we'll spend 30 minutes together. There's nothing for sale. Just talk about where you are. We'll send you some homework so you can get more of the madness that is Curtis, right? And, but from there, you can go to our social media. You can go to our YouTube channel. You can go to my podcast. So it's like a hub of all of our content is all in that one space. And so you can get around there. I would check our YouTube channel and go to our show. We, this is our fourth year podcasting. So we've got a lot. So you want to get a hold of the madness that is Curtis. That's the best way to do it. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that stuff. Yeah, folks. And just scroll down to whatever you're listening to this on, whether it's YouTube or uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are formed. And in the show notes will be all of Curtis's contact information for your clicking pleasure. And do tell us a little more. It's one of my questions. Tell us more about your podcast, where we can find it, what you guys talk about. Yeah. So the podcast is just, he says, it's on iTunes. It's on everywhere. Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever. Audible. <laughs> so I'm on everything. And the show is it's called the Practical Wealth Show Podcast. And the, our theme is wealth outside of Wall Street, right? And so it's where I talk about these principles-based stuff. But then I interview a lot of people because what I try to break out is what are the thought process? How do you think about money? How do these people, I interviewed the hedge fund guy that manages Damon John's uh, money. So when Damon John gets a deal, he, it goes to him. His name is Pedro. And Pedro vets that stuff out. So he's got a venture capital fund. So he analyzes that stuff for Damon. So what I wanted to know, what do you think about? What are you looking at? Where do you see the economy? And then I try to help people understand, okay, here's how you can apply this stuff at what I call the you and me level to your personal economy. Here are the thought processes. And so we just, we tend to talk about the four asset classes, business, real estate, paper assets, to a lesser extent commodities, and then the four principles. So here's what you can do. It's about becoming. So I'm not here to tell you what to become. I just want to show you here's what exists and pick a horse and ride it. I'm cash flow agnostic. Okay. Just whatever you like. Yeah, folks, and check out the show here. We are Real Estate Runway. We focus on one of the core asset classes. So I think it's important to go understand what else is out there. And we've got two more questions here we're going to get to 
first one, this is more about you. So Curtis, what's your superpower and how does it benefit you? Uh, my superpower is I'm really good at assimilating a lot of information really quickly and I can draw it to you on a napkin. Like I can, my simplification, whereas I, I think what you think is complicated, I can make it simple. I can teach it so that you can implement it. I found that's what I'm really good at. I'm a good curator and I can read you. I'm good at reading your numbers. Like the numbers, like when I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, <laughs> this is another superpower. You know, in of the matrix, Neo could see the matrix, like looking at the me. So after yeah. I Rich Dad Poor Dad, I was Neo, but I could see, and I used to hate accounting, but then I could see, you're talking to me, I can picture the numbers running through your financial statement in my mind, and I'm seeing where you're losing, where you're inefficient, just in the conversation. Then I can draw it to you on a yellow pad and show you, okay, here's what you're doing, here we need justice, this and this. And I, it, I see it, it just, it's funny. So I am the one. And that is an incredible <laughs> skill, folks. I'm the one. That, that is an incredible skill because look, simplicity is mastery. If you can yeah. teach something on a napkin that is complex and aggregate things together, that, that's a, that's mastery. And so anyone who's trying to sell you anything or explain you anything, if they can't do that, they don't, they're not a master of it. Yeah. <laughs> so don't be sold. Nothing is that complex except maybe like rocket science. Or yeah. Something. I told you two plus two is four. And when you buy like a product you buy, shouldn't be a substitute for your knowledge. It should be a result. Yeah. Look, I can, if I don't quite know that two plus two is four, I can tell you that two plus seven minus two minus seven plus two minus 34 plus 34. I can get to that same equation somehow. Right. But you're like, what is all the stuff you put in that? Just tell me two plus two is. That's so. what I try to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last one. I love hearing some dirt on people. What is your biggest failure in life or business? And what'd you learn from it? So one of the things recent that just really tore me up was I was introduced to alternative investments, but I didn't know about due diligence, how to, how to figure out a good operator from a not good operator. And I lost some money, but what actually made me feel worse is I introduced some clients to it and I did it first and looked at it, it seemed okay, but, and I didn't know what I didn't know. Now it's like, I am a due diligence vetting nut row because i don't even do it anymore so i just let people i teach I, I did a whole show where we just talked about how to do due diligence because it's like why didn't i see this why didn't i understand this and because uh, there were people i knew that was at the same meeting go, oh that's a ponzi scheme i was like why don't you tell me i didn't see it and this is like six seven years ago so i'm like nope we're not ever going to do that again i don't lose money i'm the risk tolerance is zero guy and so that was that I still feel that. So that that's I don't know if that's a mistake, but not learning how to do good, not knowing what I didn't know and just taking somebody's word for it. Yeah. The they were a guru and they told me, OK, this is a good thing. And I didn't keep yeah. digging. Yeah. The two most important words in investing at all are due diligence. So that that is it's a, and folks. A lot of us have made that mistake. Right. And whether it's. We got into something we didn't fully understand the risk or we invested in the wrong operator. Or if you've lost money in the stock market, you probably didn't do your diligence on the investment. You, it's happened to all of us. Listen to what folks are laying down and take their scars and stripes so you can have less scars and stripes on your belt. Want to generate higher return and drive alpha for your commercial real estate firm? Now you can with Lobby CRE by 30 Capital. 
Lobby CRE is an asset management platform designed to manage and optimize cash flow for faster returns and more visibility into performance. Shift your strategy with the market, not because of it. Identify opportunities and mitigate risk now rather than later. And save more than eight hours per week through automation. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and book a demo. So, Curtis, man, I appreciate the value you brought today. Way to bring it. I love the passion behind it. And uh, folks, again, scroll down in the show notes, click on the link to Curtis's company, and you can find him there. Curtis, thank you for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you, brother. Chad, I appreciate it. And you guys go out there and make it, make money happen. <laughs> create some velocity. Thank you. All right, friends, that was a firecracker episode. I love it. We talked a lot about the five principles of wealth, the last one being velocity, the first couple being basically getting your house on four solid pillars. See what I did there? Quattro, boom. Curtis is a fantastic guest. I'm so glad we had him on. Scroll down to the show notes, click his link, and see if he can help you and you can work together. Without further ado, if you have gotten any value out of the show, please leave us that five-star review, thoughtful comment. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. It's the only way for us to grow the show and reach more people just like you to provide the same value. So we love you. Thank you in advance. This has been another episode of the Real Estate Runway Podcast, folks. Until next time, over and out. We hope this episode was insightful and brought value to your day. If so, please be awesome and leave us a five-star review. Find out how Team Quattro can help you at thequattroway.com. Until next time, this is the Real Estate Runway Podcast.